They pull a knife. We pull a gun. They send one of ours to the hospital. We send one of theirs to the morgue. That's the Syracuse way, and that's why you subscribe to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. Now, do you want to do that? Are you ready to do that? Download today. Thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, broadcasting from the new Two Sorry Excuses studios in the heart of Uptown New Orleans. I'm your old pal, Sanders. And I'm your good buddy, Liv. And if you're keeping score at home, this is episode number 42, the Marius Janulis edition. Yeah. How you like that? The Jackie Robinson edition in my house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny... I just want to throw a little intro because uh, a little uh, cut in. Yesterday, there was an episode of The Simpsons on where they were at a baseball game and the guy doing the broadcast is like, and if that is a, you know, 6-2-3, whatever it is, if you're keeping it, keeping score at home, he's like, if you're keeping score at home, you have a lonely, lonely existence or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for you. <laughs> Uh, I wish I could remember the exact line. But I was like, "Brilliant!" <laughs> no, but that I think that pretty much sums up the two sorry excuses uh, yeah. podcast. Well yeah. enough, man. Um, big show. We got lots to cover because um, last week we attempted to put episode number forty-two in the books, but it was a clusterfuck of magnitude. Of magnanimous proportions. Is that is that a phrase? Yeah, I mean, we, we got good and rolling for like a half hour and then everything, then the bottom fell out. Yeah, it was miserable. It was miserable. We covered uh, we covered some good stuff. Uh, I'm not even going to pretend that that other stuff is usable or um, that I'm going to be able to, to, to salvage it in any way. So my, my, my best attempt... Um, to, to get a good clean episode is let's just uh, let's pretend that never happened like like all the great embarrassments of our life um, we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna wake up pretend yesterday never was and uh, get on with our day how's that sound yeah it sounds good with me man all right cool um, uh, lots going on lots going on but everybody wants to know Liv have you gotten a waffle iron? No, I didn't. And in fact, I was at the, the when I sent you a picture last week of that waffle iron, there appeared to be none in stock. I was already ready to buy it lock, stock, and barrel at that time. I mean, I was at Bed Bath & Beyond, which I'm sure you are familiar with, being that you did purchase a home in the past couple of years. <laughs> or I've also seen uh, Old School. Yeah, or you've seen the movie Click, right? Because doesn't Adam Sandler get the remote control from Christopher Walken, who is in the beyond of Bed Bath & Beyond? Uh, I'll tell you what, man. I have uh, purposely avoided any Adam Sandler movie 
past. Um, he did a uh, he did some Spanglish movie. Yeah, Spanglish with Taylioni, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the last Adam Sandler movie I saw. That was when he started to get into like Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love was a good movie. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. And I liked Spanglish. Um, I never did watch Spanglish through, and I've never seen Click through. I just know that that was like the in the trailer, you know. Christopher Walken was in the Beyond of Bed Bath and Beyond. He gives him a special remote control. Ah, all right. And he's able to fast forward through life with it or whatever. Well, essentially a ripoff of Michael Keaton's Duplicity. Duplicity? Was that the name of the movie? Was it Multiplicity? Multiplicity. Yeah, where he clones himself or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember that movie. I never really... I mean, it's not something I ever sat down and watched the whole two hours of though. Oh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty funny movie. Yeah, I am looking forward to that Birdman movie though. Um, the new Michael Keaton movie. Yeah, what I saw that. Um, He's like a guy who played a comic book character who's now trying to make a comeback, like with a serious stage production or whatever. It's okay. supposed to be uh, pretty dark and pretty good, you know. His um, his daughter is is Emma Stone. Yeah. Okay. All right. I saw that. I don't know why I saw that. I wasn't. I haven't seen a movie lately. I wonder where. Must have. Is there a television commercial for it? They have shared television commercials. And if you were up on a Sunday a couple of weeks ago, I think they did a profile. I think it was on CBS Sunday morning. I saw the profile of him. Maybe. You know, uh, he's a uh, he's a pretty interesting cat. Yeah. You know? So no. Waffle Iron. And then I actually was at Bed Bath & Beyond while I was there last week. And I don't see any Waffle Irons. You know how it is. They got everything up to the ceiling, literally. You know, like all the uh, excess stock is on top of the shelves 20 feet in the air, you know? Right. And I'm looking all around like, how the hell can they not have any of those Waffle Irons? So I didn't bother to ask. But as far as I know, they didn't have them that week. But I was in there last night with my sister, and I walked over, and I was like, oh, the wa- the wearing waffle iron I want. You know, and then they did have them in stock. They had them right there. But the waffle iron display had no price. And I'm just like, you know, there's so many priorities I need to be in here for right now. And it's kind of late. I can't be fucking around with the waffle iron. So, so we know. I think I've dropped enough hints that somebody will buy me that waffle iron as a gift. All right, well, here's, here's my idea. My... My goal was to buy you the waffle iron as a as a uh, as a personal gift, as a gift to a friend, as a gift to my podcasting partner. Oh, nice! Uh, but um, one, I've procrastinated and haven't gotten around to buying you a waffle iron yet. That's and um, and two, I'm, I'm short on the cash, so uh, you know it's going to take, take me a while to get the scratch together. together. Now that this is all coming out into the open. I had this big plan to buy you and Ange a nice housewarming gift. Because <laughs> y'all were just closing on that place right when I was visiting y'all back in 12. Yeah, we looked over the fence. We saw the yard. Yep, saw that little shower out there. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, I'm going to give him something really cool. I was like, I'll get up one day, go find something unique, something specifically them. And I really planned on doing it. But then, of course, it slips your mind. You know, you always don't have the cash. Like you're saying. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I have 
Like uh, every uh, every time around this year, I always um, plan on sending out Christmas cards. You know, like I f- yeah. I, I f- I'm into the fall weather. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm like, all right, listen, I'm going to really get into winter this year. I plan on having a great Halloween costume, uh, really doing it up on Thanksgiving, and then, you know, sending out Christmas cards. But, listen, it never happens. It never yeah. happens. Well, but that's happened, like, you know, now, and, and by the time I was getting around to it, it's like, well, it's not even worth getting you a housewarming gift anymore. <laughs> you need something just so some old drunk guy can friggin' destroy it or whatever, you know. <laughs> um, well, speaking of uh, of the burgeoning uh, Sanders real estate empire, I think I finally gotten knock on wood a quality tenant. So uh, apartment for the apartment, and yeah. the chick who rented for the last two years finally moved out. She ended up subletting it to her boyfriend's mother, and she was late on rent all the time, and she broke the bathroom door, and she busted a window. So she became a real headache, and finally uh, it came time for her to move out, and I was pretty psyched about it, and went to go collect rent for the last month, and she was like, listen, I don't have the rent money. Can you take it out of my security deposit, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, motherfucker. And I had no choice, you know? I mean, what is she kind of, she's asking me, you know, for some leniency, but she's not giving me, what are, what, what are my options? You know what I mean? So finally I get her to move out. She was just real headache. She, had, she didn't turn in any of the keys. So, you know, I got to get all the locks changed as opposed to just getting them rekeyed. And it's a real hassle. So, um, I found finally found the tenant that I think is is top notch. I checked all her references, um, you know, checked her credit score, her criminal history. Uh, she comes up aces. So you know, hopefully by the end of the week, I will have a new tenant in place. And for so once, how, how'd you find this new tenant? Um, I actually I actually built a website for the apartment. Okay. And um, advertised the website, and she came through um, through those efforts. And she's a local chick, total Asbury Park chick, um, you know, kind of mid thirties, uh, funky glasses, bangs, you know, tattoos. She's a social worker, but she bartends part time. Um, I did a little background checking on her. Stumbled across a podcast that she does, so that endeared her to me. Um, oh, fucking podcast! <laughs> They're every. <laughs> oh, just general emo chick shit. You know, it's not like. Uh... <laughs> it's not like what? It's all rudimentary. A Rutgers <laughs> podcast. Row, row, row your boat. The rowing podcast. <laughs> the Jersey area. <laughs> you know. Put <laughs> uh, in my mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Good. She's a podcaster, though. That's funny. Yeah. So she. Um, well, Where's she the podcasting while she's looking for a place to live? What's going on with that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe she's got a roving studio. Maybe she does it out of her friend's house. I, I don't exactly know. 
I didn't, I didn't want to bring it up because I, I found it through my own research, you know? We didn't have a conversation about it. I was creeping on her. So I was looking for a Facebook page or, you know, a LinkedIn account or something I could, you know, kind of verify the information that she was providing me with uh, without having to, you know, sign up for a service or whatnot. Yeah. So uh, I, I ha- happened to come across that particular Tumblr page or whatever and, you know, did a little research and figured out it was her and, you know, listened to a few minutes of her podcast and, uh, you know, typical, typical emo chick stuff. Yeah. I talked about my so-called life and... standards based on now, reviewing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know, it's, it's 21st century, you know. <laughs> as long as she's, like, not threatening anybody or... No, 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 no. Is uh, I think they devoted an entire episode to, um, to a, a live running commentary on my so called life. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my so called life. That's awesome. So she got a partner. She does this podcast with. Yeah, some dude. I think it's like part of some like some blog network, or it's a, um, there's an overarching podcast that might have like sub episodes, you know, maybe like there's a dating, there's a dating, uh, segment that they devote a whole podcast to. I forget what it's called. I'll look it up. Maybe I'll link to it from our, uh, yeah, from our post, from our post coital. These are all the emo people. <laughs> um, all right. So no waffle iron. Um, no. Furniture? How's furniture going? Uh, bed came today. Bed in the recliner. Of course, I wasn't here for it, so the recliner's just like kind of thrown every, anywhere. Right. Um, which is kind of annoying. Uh, mattress comes Thursday, so I can't officially sleep in the bed until then. I got to figure out some things, though, about... Well, before the mattress gets here, I got to figure out some things about maybe changing the position of the bed in the room because the the bedrooms aren't that big. You know, they're they're small, but what they have, they have like a recess and the like uh you walk in and there's like a recess right there and then the wall goes back in and it's the closet, you know? Okay. And I'm gonna put a TV in there. But the problem is the TV's probably gonna have to go within that recess which is gonna be a problem for watching the TV, not for me so much because I'll be on that end, you know. <laughs> I think one day, you know, someone else might be in the bed with me. Uh, 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 it's on the TV. What? You're such an optimist. Great. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> good for Listen, good for you. So I'm thinking I got to move. I think, see, the, the room is so small. When I had him set it up, I was like, well, put the nightstand on like, you know, what would be my right side if I was laying down, you know? Okay. Because I was like, that's where I usually... Wait, because that's the side you spoon on? No, no, but that's the side of bed I usually sleep on, you know? Okay. I'm usually closest to that end, so anything I'd want on a nightstand, I'd want it to be close, you know? But now I'm thinking i got to put it on the other side, which the pain in the ass is going to be is I'm going to have to roll... It's a king-size bed, so I'm going to have to roll over and over and over to get it <laughs> <laughs> First world problems. Yeah, no kidding. My bed's too big. <laughs> My nightstand's too far away. I can't. I can't even reach the remote. And at this point, <laughs> I don't have somebody who can hand it to me. 
<laughs> so that's the issue there because right now the way it is it's kind of centered everything looks kind of fine but, but I do think I need to move it over a little bit just, just you know at first I was thinking I could put one of these mounts with the articulating arm you know so that can kind of be out you know I gotta look into that oh for the, wait for the TV yeah no don't do that man don't do that you'll regret it because then at some point your bedroom becomes like the waiting room at a doctor's office. Well, That's yeah, with the with the arm with the television mounted on the arm, you'll 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 get that feeling. Yeah. Well, I'm probably gonna have to, I'm going to have to mount it on the wall anyway, I think. No, no, mount it on the wall is fine. But just don't put the arm on. Just it. don't put the arm on it, trust the only me. The reason I was thinking about the arm is because with the recess you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, I understand, and it probably makes sense practically. But I'm yeah. telling you what, man if you're if you're if you're setting it up for both practical application now and future implication at a later date, the f- I don't even think it makes practical sense. The more I thought about it, theoretical sense, it does make practical. It's probably not because. It would be put in a position that could easily get hit by the door from the closet. You know what you need? You need to recess it into the floor and have it come out like at the foot of your bed and then yeah. go back down when you're not watching it. I spend more money on that than I did the down payment. <laughs> Maybe I need to just put it in the ceiling, right? Right, right. Right above you. Yeah, right above me so I can just lay back with my head looking up, watching TV. That'd be perfect. No, I think I, I just need to put in that on that wall. You know, that's what I'm going to have to do. I mean, I'm just going to have to deal with it. And if I, and if I don't ever decide I don't want to move the nightstand, you know, whatever lucky, you know, lady friend gets to, you know, share... My embrace is just gonna have to deal with like not being able to see the whole TV screen. Uh, uh, I love that you're setting it up so that if you have uh, a lady visitor, um, she'll have enough opportunity to watch television. <laughs> <laughs> That's shooting low. Well, I mean, the last sort of any type of thing I've been in involved a lot of laying in bed and watching TV. they might want to sit there and lay in bed and watch cbs sunday morning with me you know right right (laughs) well i mean who doesn't yeah i mean at this i'm gonna be doing on sunday mornings at this point i'm surprised that you don't have to put a revolving door on your bedroom with the amount of girls who are who are going to be knocking it down to to sit in bed and watch a CBS Sunday morning with you. All right, Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing Don Juan here, giving me the business about my love life. <laughs> um. Uh, I guess now I can probably throw in your face. How many ways are you taking up to the attic of your parents' house? <laughs> uh, for your correction, I'm not in the attic. I am on the second floor with uh, with the general population. In the shitty Wi-Fi connection. 
Uh, but it's funny you it's funny you mention that because I was working uh, this weekend. I was working the uh, last of the record setting ALS walks. The record setting, yes. And the um, the guy, my buddy, who runs that uh, that company, uh, who outsources the event management, is also the same guy who pointed out um, my Skype profile picture. Yeah, the, the infamous one now. Right. And uh, like I said at the time, he's very unassuming, and I would have he's the last guy I would have expected to kind of point that out. And he did so in a very professional, like, matter-of-fact, like, you know, hey, listen, well, you know, you, you still have this picture of you and Ange up there, you know, kind of get with the program. And most people took the, have taken the tack that you've taken. Like, I don't talk about it all that much. There's not that many details that are you know, that are kind of made public or, you know, my game, my game plan is, is pretty clandestine. So most people kind of take that same tack, you know, they follow my lead, but this guy, for some reason has taken an aggressive approach because, uh, we're loading up the truck and I'm in the U-Haul and we're putting, you know, cases of water or whatever, um, in the truck, and he goes, uh, "Hey, Sanders," because uh, he he calls me Sanders. He's 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 an old school guy. I've known him forever. Okay, I, so his nickname. Yep, yeah. He says, uh, "Hey, Sanders, you know, um, you know my friend, uh, you know my friend uh, Jane." And I was like, "Uh, oh, Jane." I go, "Oh, yeah." As a matter of fact, I do know Jane, and Jane's son goes to Syracuse. He's, nice. he's like a junior. I did a bunch of like marketing events with him. He was like one of the part timers that we hired and like super, super cool kid. Like everything going for him. Handsome dude, cool dude. I think he's. Goes to Syracuse. He goes to Syracuse. He's got a good looking girlfriend, like articulate. Didn't mind that I wanted to talk, you know. Um, 1106 Madison, Dolph Shays, Fagans, like the whole thing. He was on board. And I thought to myself as we were, you know, we spent the day together, um, you know, doing Mark Street Team Marketing. I was like, you know what? I got to go up to Syracuse and I got to hang with this kid. You know, I'll take him out. We'll get a couple drinks at Fagans, which I won't pay for. So it'll be perfect. And, you know, we'll have a good time. And I'll know a younger generation because this is the first year that I have really failed to make a trip up there. Thus, I haven't met that younger generational connection, whether it's a, you know, uh, you know, a bartender or a local kid who's, who is um, bouncing or whatever it is. Every year I get to kind of meet a new, uh, you know, a new generation of, of student or, New generation of of Q's local. You keep getting older, and they stay stay they stay the same age. Exactly, right? exactly. So this is my kid. This is my connection. He's my lifeblood. So Dave goes, "Hey, you know, um, you know Jane," and I go, "Jane, oh yeah, that's Bobby's mother. I'd love to go hang out with Bobby." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, his 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 mom's single." And I was like, oh, yeah, really? And he goes, and he walks away, and I kind of go back to doing what I'm doing, thinking about what a good time I'm going to have hanging out with Bobby uh, at Syracuse when I go up. And he goes, and he comes back, and he says, yeah, I was just wondering if you're, you know, maybe you're interested in, you know, and, and, you know, 
kind of going out with her or something. You know, I, I, I'm not sure. You know, I thought, you know, she's a little older than you, but, you know, it might work. And I was like, wow. Um, well, I appreciate it, dude. But first, I'm going to work on a job. <laughs> then I'm going to work on a place to live that's not my parents. And then I'm going to take whatever comes my way. But I don't necessarily think that's in my cards right now because, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to rule anything out in the future. Yeah. Uh, but the last thing that I'm concerned with is uh, finding a relationship to get wrapped up in. Yeah, no kidding. You like, know, like you're not dying to hop back right now. I'm, I'm, and I'm not a. If at first you don't succeed, try and try again, guy. I know I'm the opposite. Yeah. If at first you don't succeed, don't try that fucking thing again, man. You failed. <laughs> <laughs> try something else. Yeah, yeah. Now if that doesn't succeed. Get drunk. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean you can't commit yourself to something. I'm not saying like everything needs to be a success and everything needs to be easy. If you want to be a professional football player, well, then you practice and you. Dedicate yourself to being a professional football player. If you want to be a doctor, then you commit yourself to being a doctor. And and you don't let, you know, minor struggles or hurdles stop you. You can overcome them, but those are that's your path to your goal. But to replicate the goal in a different circumstance or in a different setting it is it is is doesn't make any sense to me. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to try it all over from scratch. Yeah, I hear you, man. Plus, nothing kills your confidence like living in your parents' house. Trust me. <laughs> like you really don't even want to get into it because then you're going to have to answer that question. Well, what are your plans? You know, like because no girl wants to hear you're living in your parents' house and you really don't have a vision for where that the end game. You know. Right. Right. Well. See, I would that to me is the least of my problems because that I can always couch with. I'm taking care of my parents. Yeah, <laughs> I'm convalescing them. They, they don't have to meet my parents. They don't have to know that my parents are fully able-bodied individuals who, who, in all honesty, I'm stepping on their cape. Yeah, you know. I'm stepping on their groove here, but the job thing is the killer. Yeah, yeah, and I've been down that road too a few years ago. You know, when you don't have a friggin' job, it's like, well, what do you do all day? It's <laughs> <laughs> like you know when you when it's like Wednesday at friggin' eleven in the morning, you're walking around shorts and flip flops. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Something's up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's the worst. And the worst thing about that was, I know when I was in that situation, I was so less inclined to leave the house during the day. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, because people are going to be like, well, how the fuck are you able to be so casually dressed on Wednesday at 11 a.m.? Well, that's so funny, right? So when you're working full-time 9 to 5 and you take that random Wednesday off as a mental health day or, yeah. you know, if it's like a public, uh, not you know, a non-public holiday or something that you, you know, 
you have off and you see people sitting in the coffee shop or you see people just strolling around, you're like, the fuck do these people do all day? Yeah. How can they okay. how can they afford to just sit in a coffee shop? Yeah, like when I was in law school and it was like random days like that and I could, you know, walk around like that's how I walked around all the time because I was in law school. It was like anybody asked me, I'm in law school, damn it, I don't need the I don't need to look professional or anything, you know? Right. Even though I'm like 31, you know? Right, right, right. I mean, it was great. It was like, you know, three years of extended friggin' childhood, basically. You know? <laughs> but then once it's done, you know, you can't tell people you're done with law school. You know, you can have a conversation. Oh, yeah, finish. Well, what do you do? Oh, nothing. I can't find a job, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so at least when I finally start volunteering, like at the pro bon- this thing called the Pro Bono Project, but you help indigent people, you know? Okay. You know, who, who actually are taking in more income than you are? Right. <laughs> <laughs> at least that thing I had to, like, dress up, like, in business casual wear, so it looked like I was doing something. I was, like, in downtown, you know? Right. I was like, at least, at least if I'm around, people are like, oh, what are you up to? Oh, you must actually be doing something, you know? And even though I might not be making any money, at least I can tell them, well, you know, I'm working with, uh, you know, indigent people and helping them solve their problems. <laughs> it's so much better than, oh, uh, I'll have a job, but uh, I really wanted to get some Chick-fil-A, you know? <laughs> oh man, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would rarely leave the house during those work hours. It's, it's like you know, I can run into people in shorts and flip flops at six o'clock at night. And it's all right, you know, because I might have gone home and changed into that. Right, and 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 you deserve it after a hard day of work to be able yeah. to get in your shorts and flip flops and chill out. Yeah, exactly. But, like, not, like, in the middle. It's, like, the neighborhood where my office is, it is changing, but there still is a significant, there still is a significant amount of skinny, unhealthy-looking white guys carrying cases of cheap beer on Tuesdays at 9 in the morning through the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) And And I was, like, you know, what is that lifestyle, you know? Right. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, the market down the street got shut down recently in the past year or something, so you don't see it as much anymore because that because that market got shut down. But, you know, I'd be driving into work and I see dudes walking around like with a friggin' case of bush light or whatever. I'm like, dude, it's 9 o'clock on a Tuesday. What life do you lead? You know? <laughs> you know it's like I don't know man uh, but of course they were the, the same type of people would you know my boss would hire those people to work on his real estate properties and I think we still have this paper sign above the time clock in the office where they all got to punch in there it says uh, there's absolutely no <laughs> use of alcohol or drugs while on the job because it was a common problem that the guys he hired were were always drunk and drugged up on the job. Wait, what what positions did these guys fill? They were like basically, you know, handymen basically. Oh, oh okay, all right, all right. But he handy more than handymen because he's got these 
you know, now now he just has a bunch of Guatemalan guys. But but that's all like post Katrina where he finally was able to trans uh, you know transfer over to a, a full illegal workforce. <laughs> but before the hurricane, you know, they didn't have all those people down here. You know, he had to depend on the people that were in the neighborhood. And, I mean, even up until he finally fired the last one when I was working there, which was in 2011, um, there was this guy named Ejon. He was like 70-something years old. I don't even see him in the neighborhood anymore. But he was this old drunk guy. We're suspecting he might be dead now, but he was always drunk. And they were like, these guys were like the overseers, you know? And, um... He always has him doing different repairs because he buys up like, you know, he'll buy up like beat up houses and turn them over. Like he's always he he's always keeping these guys busy now, like the, the Guatemalan guys, because he's so afraid to lose them to somebody else hiring them. OK, so he's always got work for him, you know, because, you know, he gets them at a good price and they do good work. But the guy he used to wear a dinosaur barbecue shirt, but I never wanted to ever approach him and ask him what that was about. But it was odd, you know? Was it a Syracuse, New York dinosaur barbecue? What's that? Was it a Syracuse, New York dinosaur barbecue okay. shirt? It was just a dinosaur barbecue shirt, but it was it was the Syracuse. I don't know if it said Syracuse, New York on it or not, but it was definitely the dinosaur barbecue of Syracuse, New York. Right, fame. right, right, right. Sporting a shirt, you know, the classic logo and everything. Yep, with the cartoon dinosaur. Was it? With like the cartoony dinosaur? Yeah, the green dinosaur on it, yeah. But I never did want to approach him because, you know, certain people you just don't want to get too close to, you know? But yeah, but right. he, was there, he finally got rid of him, uh, you know, and he's the re- he was like the, him and a couple others of his ilk were the, were the inspiration of the sign that still sits there. You know, no drinking or drugs on the job. Sign the management or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, you need to put up a sign for that, you know? Like, <laughs> um, they, he does have this one guy. That, this happened probably, you know, might have happened 20 years ago even. He had a guy. It was a guy and his brother that worked for him. And they were on, the, the one guy was on the roof and they were always drinking. And um, and we're pretty sure the guy was drunk when this happened. He's pretty sure he was, but the guy fell off the roof uh, of the of the house he was working on. Okay. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't die, but he got really injured. <laughs> and like, yeah, he was drunk. But the other side of it, and mind you, my boss—I'm not even going to mention names—but my boss. Uh, has made a living on workers' compensation law. <laughs> he has an enterprise with a federal bankruptcy judge. You know, he owns he owns some properties in his own name, but he also has a corporation with a good buddy of his. He's like an eight, probably like eight two or eight three now, but he's still on the bench. He's a bankruptcy judge. Okay. And they were working for this operation, the one owned by the. Plaintiff's lawyer that does a lot of workers' comp law, law and a federal judge. <laughs> they weren't workers' comp insurance themselves. They weren't? No. <laughs> so they worked out some deal with the guy that they would pay him like a hundred something dollars every week, basically until he died. 
So every week when payroll's done, there is a there's an envelope that gets put in the mail. <laughs> it's like a hundred twenty-two dollars or something, you know. <laughs> and it goes to this guy that fell off the roof like twenty years ago. You know, all the deal they struck with this guy just because you can get in serious trouble for not having workers' comp insurance. Right, right. All the deal they struck with this guy just so he would never go never go file it. And in fact, I think it was like two weeks ago it came up and they're like, they're like, has anybody checked on that guy? He might be dead by now. They have, he's in some country town in Louisiana now. So so that's the next step. They need to find out whether this guy's even alive anymore because the checks are gonna duck are gonna dry up, you know, and I'm and I know he's dying to quit writing that hundred twenty two dollar check or whatever it is in perpetuity. Well do the checks are they getting cashed? Yeah, they're getting cashed, but that doesn't mean Right, that he's uh, that he's alive. Yeah, he could be getting cashed by I mean you see those stories about the people that uh, you know, cashing the dead mother's social security checks for ten years, you know? Right. So I it's gotta find out like, has anybody checked on whether that guy's alive still lately? <laughs> 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 I still wanna say the guy's name, but I can't. Because it just made the name is a great name too, but I can't say his name. Yeah, uh And the thing is, when they struck this deal with him, which is probably like twenty years ago or something. $122 was a hell of a lot more in 1993 or 94 than it is in 2014. You know? So how many years ago was this? 19 what? I think it was 20 years ago. 20-plus, possibly. You know, at the time, it was like, okay, but 122 now, back then, 27 years ago, is probably close to 200 bucks now. Right, right. You know? So... So even though he probably is pissed every week he has to write that check, he probably still think he's probably still technically getting a deal. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to the penalty he would have had to pay. Like it's 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 friggin' onerous the penalties for for not having workers comp insurance and having an injury happen on the job. Right. And how much does workman comp insurance cost an employer? Oh, I have no clue, but I'm I'm pretty sure he has it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the irony, you know. Federal freaking judge and a workers' comp attorney freaking right. skimping on workers' comp insurance. Right. I mean, that's kind of my point. One, they should know better, and two, it it, it can't be that much compared to the penalty. No, no. I, the it, risk no, can't be that much. The risk reward doesn't doesn't work yeah. out yeah I, mean, I, I guess he figured the guy I worked for is really tight I guess he just figured oh you know most a lot of those people that work for him in that line of business you know they're they're I mean I guess I'm not gonna say you know because most of them there's people that work in the neighborhood and you have worked for them in the past you you still see walk around the neighborhood so it's not the correct term, but they're almost on the level of transience, you know? Right, 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 right. Like where you don't really have to worry about the claims or whatever. You know, you know what I'm saying. So the way drifters are, and I'm sure he probably thought, oh, well, why would I pay for workers' comp choice? These guys come and work for me for six months, and they're done, and they move on. Right. You know, they don't move out of town. They just, 
usually something goes down and they move on or they get too drunk on the job or something. And, you know, I don't know. It's funny now that he's got these immigrants working for him. The shit that used to take forever because it would take forever for jobs to get done because all the guys he had working for him were drunks and stuff. Now they get, you know, <laughs> it exposes the past inefficiencies having having hungry, ambitious immigrants working for you. <laughs> uh, but enough about that. Um, what else do we got to talk about? We talk about my adventure at the um, storage facility. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so you are... You're how far along on getting your place furnished. We know you got a um we know you got a table. You got your dining room table. Yes, and no chairs. We covered your bedroom television and nightstand. Yes, television's not here yet though. All right. You got the recliner delivered today. Yeah. I mean, I actually physically own the television I'm going to put in the bed bedroom, but I just haven't brought it here yet just because it's well because they had to put the bed and stuff i need all that stuff done before i can start dressing my multimedia setup okay all right so what else you got in there i got a couch i bought a couple of rugs but i gotta see whether they're you know they might not be big enough which is killing me i gotta see i gotta start getting this place to come together to see what exactly it's gonna look like because the recliner came today, and I have the couch, so I got to start aligning how I'm going to have the recliner and the couch in here, you know? Because the recliner is going to become my place. That's I, I was like, I own my own place. I need a friggin' recliner, you know? All right. What kind of recliner did you buy? Uh, I mean, it's not a lazy boy or anything, but it was at the furniture store. I don't know if it's a flex steel or whatever. It's sort of like a suede type of thing. I don't know, but I tried it out at the store, and it was very comfortable. It wasn't too overly... They had a bunch of these ones that were, like, overly wide, like, oversized. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I'm a big guy, and I felt like that was too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't want to get lost in the chair. Yeah, like, where you can't even put your both of your arms comfortably on the armrest. Right. Like, it was like, I was like, who wants this? I mean, I guess... I mean, are they specifically marketing these to friggin' 400-pound people? You know, because I'm fucking big. You know, I'm six-something, 225 pounds. I'm not a small person, yet I was like, these these super-wide recliners are just too much. So I found one, I was like, oh, I fit right into it, you know? And I was like, I'll go with that one. And it was on sale, you know, half off which is probably what it really should be because that's how they market furniture. Right. You never have to pay full price for it. Right, right. Yeah. So they claim it's like a thousand something dollars, but we're going to give it to you for 550 or 600 or whatever the fuck it was, you know? So, so I got that. That needs to come together. I do need to buy a TV for this room, but the problem is I need help because I want to... Um, I want to cut the cord, you know? Yeah. The whole issue is like, where's the cable? How it's going to chase through the house? Because there may be a crawl space in this room. 
See, the front room where everything's gone was an addition to the house. Yeah, you've explained that. Yeah, so the stuff like that, I'm going to put, you know, they make these friggin' super high-def antennas you can put in your in your attic, you know? But it, but I'm going to have to get the cord to chase out. I had the brother-in-law here, and he's like, well, if there's a crawl space, I can get up there. And, you know, and there might be, I'm sure there's some type of crawl space because there's ductwork in the ceiling, you know? But yeah. I don't know. He... He he knows all about that, you know, where you're going to drop the line, all that bullshit, you know. I mean, he, he's one of those guys that knows how to do that stuff. All right, so so you, you have a TV for the living room? Uh, I don't have anything right now, but I do have a TV. I, but the TV I plan, I plan on buying a new TV to put in the living room. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you- My own TV, it's a nice TV. You know, it's like 40-inch Samsung, but it's like, I, I want a TV in my bedroom anyway, so I'm going to upgrade to a 50-something inch, you know? Yeah, see, I'm not a TV in the bedroom guy. Technically, they say you're not supposed to for your sleep patterns. Right. But, fuck it. I like to fall asleep to cartoons. Um fall asleep to a lot of family guy in South Park and stuff like that. Um, you know what I have? I have a smart TV. Well, okay. What I have right now, my old TV is not a smart TV, but I, but was it's probably late 2011 at Christmas. I had gotten a Blu-ray player, a smart Blu-ray player. Okay. Well, the plan is, I want to get a smart TV for the living room, and I'm going to put the Blu-ray player in the bedroom so that I can look at Netflix on that TV. Right. You know, and I'm going to get an Apple TV, too, you know, to put out here, because I have the iPad, apparently you can, like, stream the, the stuff that's on the iPad over, like, the Comedy Central app and all that stuff. I guess they have a thing called AirPlay that you can connect it through the Apple TV and bring it up on your on your TV itself, you know? Probably the only thing that that is you know, it is preventing you or me or or you know, America in general from uh, in my opinion cutting the cord completely is is regional live sporting events. Cuz yeah. I think that's the only uh, that's the only um, television programming that you can't compensate for with either um, a smart TV, a Netflix account, or you know some type of streaming app from the content provider themselves. Like I heard that HBO is yep is leaving cable. Well, they're not leaving cable. They're going to sell the option of being able to just stream their stuff. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, they might as well, they, you know how many people want that deal? I mean, I wrote an article in Wall Street Journal a couple of months ago where it was like, um, I don't know if the cable provider down here did it, but it was about so many people just want HBO, and they did have some cable systems that did allow you to to order the most basic plan possible just with HBO. You know, because that's all people wanted was the was the was the app. 
you know, was the Go.com account. Yes. You know, and I guess, and after everything, like, what was it there? HBOGo.com crashed on uh, the last episode of True Detectives or whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, that's a really smart thing they're doing because they, they created this demand, you know, and they really built it up and they'll sell, they'll sell millions of those subscriptions, you know? Yeah, it's 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 brilliant because there's no bigger douchebag than the cable company. Yeah, they're just they're miserable. Yeah, I mean they suck to deal with. Um, I'll, uh, I got the internet that was installed Friday, but they're talking about uh, just to get them to not sell me cables a pain in the ass. But um, the one benefit I do have is that I do have. My parents' Uverse account and passwords, and that's why it's easier for me to cut the cord, you know. Right. Because there's stuff that I I don't I don't know because I'm not super technical, so I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get it to broadcast on the TV. But if I want, I can watch it on the iPad, and that's just as good, you know. Yeah, yeah. And like like the other day, I was sitting here and I was watching because there's there's a lot of content. You know, that they allow you to watch live while it's live on TV, you know, on the cable system. The things you don't get to watch live are things that provide their own apps, you know, like Comedy Central and the HBOs and, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the big network channels because they all have their on-demand services. But, you know, you can watch, you can watch, but there's a lot of stuff you can watch. You can watch like TBS channels, TNT. You can watch Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, which I was watching the other night. You know, it's all the stuff that's actually being shown on cable. You know, it's all live. You know, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, everybody's programming programming for the, uh, you know, eventuality of, uh, of people going mobile, cutting the cord. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, eventually it's going to be, I mean, yeah, it's going to be, Ten years from now, it's going to be really different. That whole thing, you know. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Well, you know what? Today, speaking of how different things will be, today is October twenty first, two thousand fourteen. You know what happens in a year from now? Um, it's got to be. Uh, it's got to be Back to the Future related because it's always Back to the Future related with you. Of course. Uh, there's a flying car? Yes. That's where he goes to. October 21st, 2015 is where he lands. <laughs> and the funny thing is, every year for like the past three or four years, <laughs> there's been the internet meme going around. This is the year Back to the Future happened with the whole Snopes having the corrected or whatever, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. It was like how there were the uh, the false starts on Skynet becoming aware for a while before it finally did reach the day, which was a few years ago when Skynet became aware from Terminator. Yep. But uh, but like now we can finally focus on it. It's October twenty first, two thousand fifteen. We'll have hoverboards. The Cubs will have lost or will be in the process of losing the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. We'll have those dry fit Nike shoes and the jacket. 
<laughs> what? Um, but does did the, does the Jetsons take place in a specific year? I don't know if the Jetsons... I'm sure it must. Uh, I mean, it's probably 21st century, but I don't know if they ever say... I haven't watched the Jetsons in a while, so that's something where... I, hell, I can Google that right now. I'll probably tell you what year it is. Because there's no there's no land in the Jetsons. Everything, yeah, happens in the sky. Everything yeah. happens in the sky. Like Astro has walked on a friggin' um, treadmill. Yeah. Yeah, and they they jet everywhere from pod to pod. Yeah. There's no there's no walking. There's no there's no land anywhere. Yeah. Um, funny thing I always thought about the Jetsons, like when um, like when the face, like when the uh, when I got my first Apple computer with the built-in camera, and you could do talk to people. You know, like that, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It always freaked me out because it was too Jetsons-like. Okay. From Jetsons, the screen would pop out of the friggin' ceiling or whatever, and and Spacely would just start yelling at him. Right. Which, and Back to the Future 2, they kind of ripped that idea off. You remember? Uh, Back to the Future 2... I don't know. I get kind of lost on the Back to the Futures. The Back to the Future 3, they go to the past. That's the Wild West one, yes. That's the Wild West. Back to the Future 2, he goes and they bet. The Biff finds the, the, well, the he sport. Bu- he buy, yeah, he buys the book because he's like, I can go back in time and make all this money. But old man Biff finds it when Doc Brown makes him throw it in the garbage can. So old man Biff, like, gets in the car. (laughs) I think old man Biff gets in the DeLorean and goes back in time himself or something and gives it to young Biff. And young Biff becomes a, a ridiculously wealthy and he's a big scumbag. You know, he has this tower and everything. So, wait, then why does Michael J. Fox have to go back? Well, you remember the end of Back to the Future, the original? He's playing the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Yeah, but the very end, Doc Brown's like, you know, he shows up and uh, and he's like, you gotta come, it's your kids, Marty. Okay, yes. So there is that whole, you know, and, and that's, of course, where the line comes, which... Which Ronald Reagan quoted in his speech: "Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads." And they fly they off. F- okay. Yeah, you know, leaving us dangling for Back to the Future too. It was the girlfriend. Is the girl Leah Thompson's his mother? Leah Thompson's his mother, but the girlfriend. I don't even know who she is. Is she in Back to the Future too? Yeah, she's in Back to the Future too. She is in it. Because he takes the two of them to the to the future. I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched Back to the Future 2 in a long time. Back to the Future, the original, that's one of the ones that when it's on, I always watch it. Yeah, I I might I I, I must own that. I might even own the trilogy. I don't know if I 
think I own the original. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll learn that uh, in the upcoming weeks as I go get all my DVDs. What? Where are your DVDs now? They're at, they're at my mother's house. That's just all stuff that I actually had with me when I was living in the last place. I just haven't felt the effort to go pick it all up and bring it over yet because it's a pain in the ass. Boxes of shit like that, you know? Hey, I know what uh, what I wanted to uh, to ask you. Uh, storage units. Yes. So units. I'm not a big fan of the storage unit because I think we've talked about it before. I I, I have a very prohibitive. What's that? <laughs> the fact that's not worth your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the things that I've owned weren't worth storing. Yeah. And at some point in the in the very near future, if I'm not using or occupying them, they've already depreciated a hundred percent value. Yeah. So to to pay a hundred bucks or whatever a month to store them, they've already it's already cost me more than the thing is worth. Yeah. Well, my storage unit originally was only like fifty bucks a month. Which seemed like a deal. Right. Um, and of course, that's the problem you fall into. At the time when I got it, I didn't plan on like, I was like, well, I'll be looking for a place and I'll find an apartment soon, you know? Yeah, and, so you, 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 you know, know, you know, uh, like a friggin' $800 couch because that means I'm gonna have to go pay $800 for another couch, you know? Right, right. And right. I have to pay $50 a month. But it was in there so long, of course, but it would have taken some extreme discipline to be putting that $50 away every month for other shit. You right. know? Right. But, but yes, once you get the stuff out and the last stuff's been there four years, yeah, I got the couch, so that's cool. But I could have bought this couch over and over and over again <laughs> if I'm in the storage unit. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. And then all the other shit, I'm like, why do I have this shit? Like all these clothes and friggin' uh, t-shirts that I don't even know why I was keeping the first time around. And clothes that are just way too big for me. You know, and it's just stupid knickknack stuff. It's just like, what the hell's going on, man? You know? Yeah, I guess if you've got, if you've got, Heirlooms or priceless items. Yeah, well, you have Matisse in there. Um, <laughs> you're gonna have to tell me what a Matisse is. Henri <laughs> <laughs> Matisse, you uncultured fuck. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> you have to tell me what the Matisse is. <laughs> well, that's great. At least I found the. Uh, at least I found the um, the picture for this uh, this episode's two sorry excuses dot com posting. <laughs> yes, Henri Matisse. His children were Pierre, Marguerite, and Jean. <laughs> oh, brilliant! You uppity fuck. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to assume, I'm going to let you surprise me, but I'm guessing if there's one picture that's going to be the picture, I'm going to guess its initials are BN. 
Uh, let's see. Let's visit the page. Um, no. No, it's one of his earlier works. Uh, okay. I just thought this one, considering our history with the color blue. No, no, it's one of his more, uh, it's one of his earlier works. Okay, well, what year are we talking? Uh, 1903. Alright, let's see, let's see. Now we're getting into a art history deal here. 1903. Maybe I just need to say... No. But, okay. So let's get back on the topic of... Um, Carmelina? Yes, Carmelina. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's a good one. That is a very good one. But, uh... I, I was thinking blue nude because it was one of the first images that came up. Okay. <laughs> thinking, you know, blue whore. Right. Blue right. Oh, good one. Good. Uh, good for you. That's a that, that's a classic choice. That is a good one. Yeah, Carmelina's a really good one. Um, where is the Carmelina? Oh, it's at the, it's at the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. It is. Yeah, I don't think I went there once, but I don't think I saw it. Um, I mean that place is huge. <laughs> but anyway, so um, so whether it's cost prohibitive or not, you get to the point if your stuff's in there, it becomes worth the value of not having to deal with your shit. Right. Yeah, that that was weird. because over the course of time, I'm, my brother would say, "Why don't you go check out what's in there, man? You know, maybe I can take some of that stuff off your hands." You know, it's like I just didn't want to deal with it. You know. Because it's such a, it's such a, an arduous, terrible task, you know? Well, I'm at the point where I'm ready to go all in. Um, I've got to clear out the, the apartment, uh, which we rented partially furnished. So yeah. there's a bunch of shelving units and tables, and they're not going to fit in the storage unit that I have. But if I upgrade... I think I can upgrade to an external storage unit that I can drive my car up to. Because right now, I'm in one of the smaller ones where you got to walk inside, you got to open the door, you got to key yourself in. It's a real pain in the ass. Mine was the one where you just you drive up to it. You know, it's 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 lanes. You know, right? Like you just go down, you just go down like the alley. You know, and either side are all the units. You know, right? So it was less of a pain than that. But you have the unit, but it is worth it if you have a $4,000 bed in there. Yes, which I do. It's definitely worth the money if you got something that's worth significant value. Yes. But but the way the uh, rental stuff works with the storage unit is the first of every month, the rent's due. Just like when you rent an apartment. You know, it's always due the first day of the of the upcoming month that you're running for. You know, uh, so like the October storage stuff is due in October first. 
but you're fine up until October 5th, you know? Oh, right, right. They give you like a grace period or something. Yes. Same with mine. Same with mine. Yes. But you're officially late on October 6th, but they don't take any a- action like to start like imposing late penalties till October 11th. You know, like you can pay all the way up until the 10th of the month and be in their good graces, you know? Right. But since you're not technically late until the 6th, you know, the 1st through the 5th, everything's cool. Like, because you got to use a punch pad, a keypad to get in there with your own special code. So I went there the first time to get out the couch and most of the major stuff. I think it was like October 2nd, October 3rd, whatever it was, you know? Um, Actually, it must have been the 1st or the 2nd. It was no big deal. I knew I wasn't paying for October because all the stuff was going to be out of there. So I'm not giving them $59, you know, for for basically 10 days because my plan was to get, the, get it out of there. So I go, and that's cool. I'm like, I'll come back. There was some stuff in there. I was like, I'll come back on my own. I'll be able to get the rest of this stuff out on my own. You know, it was like an old TV stand that I think I ended up giving my brother another random bullshit, you know? Right. Um, so I go back there, it's probably the 7th or the 8th, and I, and I go to one of the entryways, one of the gates, I'm in my car and I hit the code and it's like, does not work, please call manager. Well, it's like 7 something at night, no managers on duty, I try calling. I know somebody's back there because they, they got like a little apartment and they always have somebody who's there in case anything goes down, you know? Right. But they're just not answering the phone after 6 o'clock at night. So I go to like the main entrance, which is right near where the office is. I'm like, I'm going to keep trying. You know, I don't know what the hell's going on. And, I, and, of course, it doesn't work. So then I pull my car into like a little parking area right there. Or just I leave it, you know, right there. I'm not technically parked, but I'm like facing the gate. Uh, but I'm in such a position that if anybody else needs to come in, they can I see in the distance in there, like in that first area right by where the main entry is, they got a group of, you know, group of homeboys rubbing motorcycles and all this crap, you know. And I was like, well, I could ask those guys. But I was like, I have a feeling they're going to give me a bunch of business, you know. Oh, oh what do you want? You know, uh, give me $20, I'll let you in, you know, because I've dealt with that. <laughs> You, know? you you have a lot of dealings with um, storage unit motorcycle gangs. <laughs> no, but people when they, I, I've had a lot of dealings with people who who, who believe all favors are, can can have a dollar value attached to them. You know. Okay. You know, for basic shit that like you or I might just do for somebody anyway. Yep. Yeah. There, there's. Certain people that always just want to quantify everything, you know? Right, right. Oh, well, you got cigarettes and anything like that. And I was like, I don't feel like dealing with this asshole. Because it was like a group of like seven people or something. I'm like, the more people, the more likely you're going to have to deal with some kind of bullshit. Right, you don't like the odds. Yes, because if there was one guy, you might be like, yeah, sure, I'll come. But, you know, if it's seven, there's more like one, be like, oh, no, he's got to do something. You know, some bullshit like that. But fortunately, before I have to go get desperate and call over to these people, which I really wasn't looking forward to because they were so into revving their motorcycles and shit, um, 
this old, like, uh, you know, like an older truck, like maybe a Ford Ranger comes pulling up at the gate at the, uh, at the keypad. And I see like this, you know, uh, I wouldn't exactly, maybe a, not really a hippie as much as just like, you know, like a good old, you know, like an old time dude, you know, like 60 something years old. Like I don't classically technically classify technically classified as a hippie but just like one of these old like guys who live down here you know a certain class of guy who you know you know what i'm saying a different generation yes but like just those dudes that just hang out yeah tell the way back totally doesn't mean he's a hippie or anything because hell for all he knows all i know he might be carrying a gun or anything but he's just one of these you know different type of dudes guy looks like he probably just likes to enjoy his beer whatever and uh, I'm like, excuse me, but he didn't hear me. So I walk in front of his car, and I'm saying from a distance, because I don't want to go right up on his window because he's at the keypad. You know, I don't want to freak him out. Right. You know, I'm like, excuse me, and he looks. I was like, he's like, what can I do for you, man? I explained to him the situation. I was like, well, this is the problem, you know. Uh, I told him for it. They give, you the, they give you a grace period, but you need to get your stuff, your stuff out by the 10th. I just want to get the rest of my stuff out. I was like, but they won't let me in because technically I'm late and I'm not paying $59. He's like, oh, uh, you want to get it out, but they won't let you because it's after the sixth, after the fifth and you need to get out by the 10th. I was like, yeah, that's the situation. He's like, oh. he's like, um, he's like, we didn't have this conversation. <laughs> he's like, I didn't talk to you or something like that. I was like, I was like, what? I was like, and I'm like, oh, oh, all right, he's giving me the signal. Right, like, right. He's down. He's down with it, man. My mother's suburban because I had to get stuff in the back of there, you know. And I get in. I turn the engine. He punches in. He goes, and he and he waits for me to get in the car. Uh, you know, he punches the code. The gate opens, and he lets his car sit in the gate so the gate won't close long enough for me to turn on my engine and. Freaking kicking the gear and follow him right in. Nice. And he went his separate way. He he goes down. He takes a left, and I took a right towards mine. I never saw him again. It's like that movie, <laughs> The Italian Job. Yeah, I went and cleaned out my stuff and got the hell out of there because I was like, I better get the hell out of there because who knows whether this shit's on camera or something, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some sketchy happens, and they're gonna be like. Well, this guy went in unauthorized the other night, you know? Right, right. So I just got the fuck out of there. I went, you know, they had dumpsters. Like, there was this old, I had this, there was this shelf in there that, this is how long ago it was. I got when I first moved in the apartment in 2005 or whatever. Because um, I signed a lease on that apartment, like, probably six days before Katrina. Six or seven days. Uh... It was like a put together, put together yourself shelf unit from like linens and things. Okay. It's longer because linens and things has gone out of business since. Right, right. That was Bed Bath and Beyond's main competitor. Uh, and I was like, well, I guess I could, you know, because my mother's like, well, maybe you can put that out in the garage. I was like, all right, well, I'll see if I can take it apart. You know, because everything's screwed in. But I started doing it. I was like, this is a pain in the ass and screwing this thing. I was like, I'm just going to shove it long ways in here in the car. And then, like, one little, I tried to shove it in there. I heard a crack. And I was like, oh, it's broken. So I pulled out and just started 
ripping the fucker apart. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. You took it and threw that in. And that's the type of shit when you talk about if it's cost prohibitive. Right. You know, I could have just as well ripped that fucker apart four years ago and thrown it out. Right. <laughs> but definitely at that point, it was like the last thing in there. It felt good to just destroy something, you know? <laughs> just you know a- that feeling when you can just take out some aggression on on some inanimate object. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that was good. So that guy helped me out. He saved me. And the thing is, I know, I know those motherfuckers. If I would have called them the next morning on the ninth or whatever, instead I went to get my stuff out, you know those assholes would have given me some shit about not letting me get my stuff out because I didn't pay the money. Yep. You know, so thank God for that guy because it would have been a big hassle. I would have to sit here and have this whole fucking argument with them. Well, technically it's late, blah, 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 you know? So... So that guy saved me that hassle. And after all those years of, 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 of making your payments on time and keeping that storage unit up to date and the value that has accrued on top of the value of the original cost of the items, that last month of payment that they would have made you pay would have stung something like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. It would have been the worst. $59 just to get my shit out. Just to get friggin', just to get a, a crappy old TV stand. <laughs> well, the thing that pisses me off is I had an old Mac in there, an old iMac, the, the half dome ones, you know? Yep. And it was in there because, you know, the way they build computers is so that regular people just can't go and open them. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to throw it out when I was moving out of that place because it was dead. But I wanted to get the fucking hard drive out. Right. It had all these star screws. And I was like, I can't get in there to get the hard drive out because of the because they put in these specialized screws. So that basically you have to bring it into the. You either need to go spend money on the set of screws or you need to bring it into uh, an Apple store for them to do anything with it. You know. Right. And I threw it in there because I was like. Fuck, I can't do anything. I got storage here. I'm just going to throw it in there, and one day I'll figure it out. Well, luckily now, like, I remember four years ago, it was a lot harder to find those screwdriver sets. Right. Get in them, yeah? Yep, yep. But then I was in Home Depot, and they had their own little, you know, the Home Depot brand, which was like a, a friggin' 30-piece screw set of all those little things. It was like four or five bucks. You know, I was like, oh, great, this has what I need. So I, I ripped out the hard drive last week. Yeah, I still have the hard drive. I just got to smash it. And Best Buy takes computers and all that shit for recycling. Because that's the hardest thing with computers is what the hell do you do with them? Right. But you always got to take care of the hard drive. Yeah, I just um, removed the hard drive from a laptop and donated it to Goodwill. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to do that. Um, they changed my hard drive in my uh, desktop probably two years ago or so, and I was like, "What are you gonna do to the hard drive?" Like, "Oh, we're gonna take it back." There. I was like, "I was like, I'll take it," you know, because you can't trust anybody. Yeah, exactly. You know, unless there's an incinerator in the back of an Apple store and it's gone right in there, I don't trust it. Yeah, you know, I'd rather have it on my person, and I can go and destroy it than letting 
you know, these techie nerds that know how to give me your shit, you know? Yeah. And and I don't I don't usually, you know, buy into the you know, the the probability that 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 information can get in the wrong hands. It's very easy to get in the wrong hands. But I'm very trusting and very forgiving with most things, but not a computer hard drive, man. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Think about how much stuff you put on there, how much personal information everything has gone through that hard drive. Every time you file tax returns and all that shit. Yep, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I I used to be very lackadaisical about that, but then you hear it's like, you know, it's like, well, what do I have? But then you, you don't know what you have on there, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Well, um... You got any? What else you got, man? I can't think of anything too solid right now. We got. Uh, we're about an hour, maybe hour fifteen deep. Um, I think um, we still got a bunch of stuff that we could cover. Uh, yeah. Basketball season is underway. Uh, yeah. We're getting into a make or break part of the football. Uh, schedule in which um, we're gonna need to get a couple wins to get bowl eligible. Against Jim Beheim can continue. His uh, book is out where he apparently um, is accused of throwing Carmelo Anthony under the bus. But um, we got the we got a Jeff Blake sighting uh, that we haven't gotten to yet. Jeff Blake sighting. But uh, what do you say we table all that? We'll get back together maybe uh, later this week. Uh, try to put out another episode uh, Friday, Saturday. Try to put out another episode, but um, let me think, man. I'm just trying to think of what the hell's going on, you know? Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it All out. Right. But um, let's. Um, Friday really fucked us, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my apologies. My apologies. No, it's not your fault. I'm just saying, uh, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just saying it, it fucked us in general because it's put everything, because of all the shit I have going on, you know? Yeah, no, it's I like hear you. trying to squeeze stuff in, you know, and then shit happens, but that's life. That Hey, that's life. Yeah, you know, like Frank Sinatra says, right? Well, then on that note, my friend, with apologies to Girk's brother. Good night, Fredo. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> see, we're rusty. I'm rusty. Uh, uh, good night, Liz.